Appreciate the songs that Evan led. I did not ask him to lead those. Those were perfect. <clears throat> because uh, if you think about the words that uh, those songs said, they are very challenging in what we were telling God about our perspective of heaven and our perspective of this earth. Uh, and that's exactly what we're talking about now at the back end of Matthew chapter 6. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, you have Jesus correcting people and uh, showing them how uh, their perceptions and their teachings were wrong in regards to Moses and the law. And, and what he now says as he comes to verse uh, 19 is, is truly challenging. Just the very first words are, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Immediately, I want you to consider that as Jesus says those words, there is the point that Jesus is telling you and I, we make a choice. This is a choice you make to either store up treasures in heaven or to store up treasures on earth. Everybody has a choice to make. And that's why he can begin by just saying, do not store up because you have a choice. There is a choice that you are making every single day about where you are choosing to store up treasure. In fact, the idea can be treasuring up your treasures. What do you treasure most? And the warning here and the picture here is not to accumulate the treasures of earth, not to treasure the treasures of earth but rather to treasure or accumulate heavenly treasures. Now, in, in thinking about what Jesus is saying here, I think it is worth asking a, a, a question here about why is this so important? Why is this a, a, a big deal? Why, why do, does it, it matter? Um, hey, Alex, would you tell all the people there there's room back there? I'd appreciate it. Thank you. There's plenty of room. <laughs> Come on in. Lots of seats. We like to spread out wide, but there's room. <laughs> why is Jesus asking, the, why is Jesus telling us about storing up these treasures and why ultimately is it so important? And one of the things that I think is valuable about this paragraph is there are a lot of logical reasons that Jesus starts giving here. He doesn't just simply tell us in Matthew 6, just don't store up treasures on earth. What's the matter with you? Don't you know heaven's better? And, and leave it at that. But there's a whole explanation here that Jesus is giving about that. And you will notice the logic of what he says. The logic that he begins there in verse 19, he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. What Jesus does is he just says, I want you just to think about this logically. Why would you accumulate and store up treasures on earth when they don't last. It's just logic. He doesn't even go for a moral high ground right here. He just shoots for logic. That doesn't make any sense. Treasures of earth don't last. They're not protected. 
And it doesn't matter what you do. There is no way to make them last. I had this happen one time. I found a, a shirt in my closet that had been hanging there that had been like tucked away and I couldn't ever see it. And one time I came across it, still had the tags hanging on it. I thought, oh, this will be great. Here's a nice new shirt. No, after all the years of hanging there, gravity had taken effect and it's stretching out and got lines on the shoulders where the hangers kind of started wrecking it and all that. You can't preserve anything in this world. It, Letting your car sit for five years and never driving it does not preserve it. It all starts falling apart. Everything falls apart. There is no preservation of the treasures of this world. And Jesus is just trying to bring the logic in and just say, you realize that making an earthly investment is really a silly investment. Treasuring the things of this world is just silly. It won't last. It doesn't help. It won't protect. It won't be saved. It can't do with a thing that you think it is going to do. Everything that we have loses its newness. Everything gets older, slower, worn out, broken. I can give you a fancy word for this. You now can be scientists. This is called the second law of thermodynamics. Everything goes from order to disorder. It doesn't get better with time. Everything gets worse. It all gets worse. Why would we invest in something that can't last? Every earthly investment we have made does not last. It just breaks down, wears out, gets slower, get older, and doesn't do the thing that it used to do, no matter what you try to do to it. And I think that's an important picture that Jesus wants us to get a sense of, is why would we want to spend so much of our time and so much in our effort in those kinds of things. My, uh, my first car in college, say it this way, the first time I got a car was in college. Okay, so it wasn't my first car in college, but my first car in college. My first car that I ever had was uh, a used car, Nissan Sentra. It's great. Just a few years old, used car. One of the things for a college kid that was really neat about it is it had a Pioneer detachable face stereo. Now, you young kids have no idea why that would matter. <laughs> That's how you kept people from stealing your stereo. Is <laughs> the thing that made it the most important, all the buttons and all that, was attached there. And you got out of your car, you pushed a little button, the whole face popped off, stuck it in your pocket. On you go, nobody's stealing your stereo. I had a Nissan Center in college. That had a detachable face, Pioneer stereo. It was so cool. I'm like, look at my little detachable face stereo. Three years later in college, Kentucky has the literal storm of the century. Marked in the record books for Bowling Green, Kentucky. Tornado and softball size hail. Not exaggerating. Softball sized hail. Raining down so hard, it blew holes in every single restaurant sign in the town. Just holes, huge holes where they went through. Holes in people's sliding glass doors, holes in skylights, and holes in every car that was outside that day, including mine. Every bit of glass was shattered. Every single metal panel on that car had a dent like that 
every single one. Insurance company totals it out. It's destroyed. And this poor, broke college kid with a busted up car and a detachable face stereo. (laughs) Earthly investment makes no sense. You can put so much weight and so much value in this thing and look how neat it is. It's going to get wrecked. It's not going to last. It's going to be destroyed. It was one of God's early lessons to me about physical things. Don't put your hope in it. It's a terrible investment. The only treasure that will not ruin is in heaven. The only treasure that cannot and will not ruin is in heaven. Everything else that you try to have and protect and save and keep and make it stay new as much as you can possibly do, it will ruin. And that's what Jesus is doing here in verse 19 is he's just trying to give us the logic here. Don't trust in the things of this world. It won't last. It's not going to be here. It's not worth it. It's of no value to you. Treasure in heaven is the thing that you should value. That's where you should put your efforts. Store up treasures there because the treasures here are not going to do you any good. And what I love now that Jesus does in the rest of this is he just gives us the explanation. Here's how to choose right treasure. Here is the thing you need to do. So that you can see if you are choosing the right path and the right treasure. So that your hope is not here in this world and in these things, but truly in the heavenly. And notice what he says in verse 21. Here's his first explanation. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is a really important statement. Where your treasure is, what you treasure, is where your heart will follow. What you choose to treasure is where your desires go. And the reason why that is important is because I think sometimes we can think of it in the opposite is that, well, don't you understand that I desire these things and that's why I treasure them? And Jesus goes, that's false. No, what it is, is you have chosen to treasure something and that's why your heart's there. You have decided that this is what you want, this is important and treasured it and that's why your heart has followed along with it. It's not the other way around. You have made a choice. And that's why you started in verse 19. This is a choice. Don't store up treasures on earth. Instead, store up treasures in heaven because this is a choice. You choose what you will desire. You choose what you treasure. You choose what's valuable. That choice is something you have within your control. And I think that is important as we think about what Jesus is trying to tell us here. Because sometimes we don't understand the depth of what is being told to us about what we treasure. There are a lot of things in life that we are willfully deciding that we will treasure them. I can think about a ton of them in my life over time. Uh, When I was young and I was in college, I treasured politics. I 
really early on in college, started with a major in political science. That was a direction that was important to me. I even got involved in campaigns and was working on those kinds of things. I got heavily involved in those kinds of things. And one of the problems that I began to realize as I was consumed by government and politics and political discourse and all of those things is that that was the thing where all my desires were going. Because I had chosen that, that was my passion. And it became consuming. And it became my world. And I couldn't do that anymore. And I chose not to treasure that anymore and stopped. I bet you can think of things in your life, in your past, that you used to choose to enjoy, that you now choose not to enjoy anymore. It was something you treasured, and you made the conscious effort to no longer participate in it, or to no longer like it, or, or what have you. I've got a long list of those things. I used to passionately love the San Diego Chargers, and then they moved to L.A., and I chose... <laughs> Never to like them again. You have a choice. You can choose. I got my degree in accounting. Got my bachelor's degree in accounting. Love accounting and finance. And was absolutely passionate about stocks and finances and trading and ETFs and mutual funds. And I can spin all the soup at you with all that. I know all that stuff. And it was consuming. It was a passion. It's a problem. And had to choose. That's not going to be my choice. That's not going to be my treasure. That's not going to be what I value anymore. We have a choice. And we are being told that the heart follows what we choose. We do not wake up one day and just love something. You choose it and your heart follows with it. You don't just suddenly love it because you hear about it. You engage it, spend time with it, learn about it, then you're involved in it, you choose it, and now your passion comes with it. And the reason why that's so important is what all of us can do now is sit back and question anything you passion or anything you desire, anything that you find so passionate in your life, that's what you treasure. That's what Jesus is telling us. Your heart follows your treasure. And where your treasure is, that thus your heart will be also. Your passions reveal your treasure. Where you spend your money reveals your treasure. Where you spend your time reveals your treasure. What you are excited about in life reveals your treasure. And here's the real problem. Are we passionate about God? As you think about the things that you are passionate about in life, are we passionate for God? Are we passionate for his worship? Passionate for his Bible study, for Bible reading, for spiritual things, for spiritual discuss discussions? Do we want to binge on God? Or other stuff? I think about how passion can be revealed that way, how easy it is for us to find it worth driving an hour or more to some destination for recreation or shopping 
where we fight traffic, spend money, deal with people. And we would never do something like that for God. We'll go through all the effort and all the pain and all the time and all the money and all the distance and all the gas and all the expense because it is something that is passionate to us. And so we do it. And we'll drive real far and we'll go great distances. We'll spend great amount of time. We'll dump a whole lot of money. But then talk about God and talk about worship or talk about study. Oh, no. Well, that's that's a long way. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. What Jesus is doing right here in these first three verses is putting his finger on it and saying, what's your passion? Your passion reveals your treasure. What you are passionate about shows if you are storing up treasures in heaven or storing up treasures on earth. You can look at your passion, look at your desires, and look at your heart. Your heart follows what you desire. And so that is the question that Jesus is getting at here. And as I asked at the beginning, why is this so important? Why does it matter? Why can't we just treasure things on earth? What does it matter? And the first is because it drags your heart. It pulls your passion. And you value here before you value God. Number two, verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness very simple picture that is given to us here your eye takes in the light for your body to see and if you have bad eyes you can't see some of you may have had like cataract surgery my dad had cataract surgery and he just says it just starts getting a little dimmer and a little dimmer and a little dimmer. And then finally you get the surgery and aha, light again. And it all comes back in and you can see well again. That's the imagery that's just being given right here. It's a very simple picture. Your eye is what lets the light in. And so his point is very simple. If you understand that you are looking at the right things, it's going to let your life have life. But if your eye only brings in the corrupted things, bad eyes, corrupted lives. Really simple analogy. What you focus on determines what you treasure. What you look at is what you treasure. What you focus on, pay attention to, what your eyes are spending their time looking at are the things that you value. And it's going to carry your heart and it's going to carry your desires. I think that is a really big picture for us because I think this is the way to have a miserable life. Here's how you can have a miserable life. Keep looking at the world instead of God. Excellent way to misery. Be here every once in a while, even every week, but always have your eye on worldly things. Always look at the earthly. Always look at earthly treasures. Always keep your focus there. Have your eyes on the things that are going on in the world, the things of the world, the possessions of the world. Just have your eyes always earthly. You will have a miserable life. Because here you are mentally trying to be for God, but guess what? Your eyes are bad. 
And bad eyes lead to bad life. Corrupted eyes lead to corrupted life. What you focus on is what's going to be your treasure. And then we wonder why we are discontent, unsatisfied, depressed, unhappy, empty. Because if we focus our eyes on celebrities, wealth, politics, career, possessions, family, anything else but God, I can promise you, here's what you're going to find. Discontentment, unsatisfied, depressed, unhappy, empty life. Keep looking at that stuff and you'll just continue to be unhappy. You're putting your eyes in the wrong place. So just keep looking at all those worldly things. And so we focus on all of those things. And instead of focusing on what God wants us to focus on, we focus on the worldly things and we can't understand. Why am I so miserable? And if I could send this message out to the world, I would say. The reason why there is so much hate and discontentment and anger and lack of satisfaction and lack of joy Lack of rest and a lack of peace and a high amount of depression. It's because you're looking at earthly stuff. And none of it satisfies. None of it will be what you want it to be. It'll always cause these results in you. And so what Jesus is ultimately doing is you got to change your focus. Change what you're looking at. Change what's coming into your life. Change what that focus is all about. Let the light of God come into your eyes and stop looking at the darkness. We wonder why it's so hard to serve God and why it is difficult and why we are pulled. And here is this picture that's given to us is that your eyes, the lamp. So what are you looking at? What you look at is what you focus on. What you focus on is then where your heart's going to be. And that's why we're torn. And that's ultimately how we lay up for ourselves treasures on earth. Look at verse 24, his final picture to this. No one can serve two masters. For he'll either hate the one or love the, and love the other. Or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. You cannot choose both. But oh, how hard we try to. You, Jesus is just putting an absolute truth for our lives. You cannot choose both. And we work really, really hard at trying to choose both. And you've noticed that he says, here's the reason why you cannot choose both. Why you cannot focus on both is ultimately one of them that you focus on will cause you to not care about the other. That's just the way it works. If you focus on earthly treasures, you will not care about spiritual things. If you focus on spiritual heavenly treasures, you will not care about earthly things. This is the truth that he's putting before you. You will either love the one and despise the other. You cannot love both. And we think we can love both, but we can't love both. Whichever one your eyes are on, whichever one you're focusing on, you will not like the other. You will not care for it. It will not matter to you. And I think that's what happens. And the more we focus on God, the more you're not going to care about the things of this life. 
And you're not going to get spun out about wealth and career and government and politics and entertainment and hobbies and all of these other things that we get spun out about. Because our eyes are on the heavenly treasure. That's the focus. These things over here now we despise and we don't care about. But friends, let me have us think about is that if we are choosing earthly things, if that's the treasure, then you're not going to care about the spiritual. Your heart will not be there. Your desire will not be there. And I can't tell you how many times I have people be like, I just don't understand why I'm not passionate for God, why I don't desire these things. It's just so boring and mundane. And it's just, you know, you go through the motion. Here's a real big help. You're looking at the wrong thing. And when you focus on earthly treasures, you will despise the other master. You won't care for it. It just won't matter to you. It won't treasure it. It won't be of desire to you. There'll be no passion behind it. But if you'll choose the things of God, you won't have passion for these things of the earth anymore. They're not going to be of great value and worth to you because you're laying up for yourself the heavenly treasure that God wants you to lay up. And so think about what this ultimately means for us. Kind of an internal heart thing here. Despising spiritual things is a warning flag that you are laying up treasures on earth. So here's what I mean. You don't want to open your Bible and read God's word through the week? Warning. Your eyes are on the earth. You are putting your treasure on earth because your passion is here and not for the things of God. Going to worship. Eh, do we have to go to worship? Warning. Your passion is for the earthly things. You're not laying up heavenly treasures. If we despise worship, prayer, singing, Lord's Supper, gathering with other saints, reading God's word, teaching God's word, sharing God's word, any spiritual pursuit whatsoever, and we look at it and say, I don't really care, eh, not a big deal, don't like it, or I'm just kind of neutral to it, eh. Warning. You're treasuring earthly things. That's what Jesus is saying. He's telling us if we don't care about his stuff, the treasure's in the wrong place. If it's not passionate to us, if it's not our fire, if it's not our zeal, we're treasuring something else. The passion must be somewhere else because the heart follows what we treasure. The heart follows what we treasure. And think about all the things that you are passionate about. It's because you have spent time, you have spent money, you have put your effort there, and that's why your heart's there. And then we wonder, well, I just don't know why I don't have a passion for God. I do. That's what Jesus says right here. You're storing up treasures on earth. Rather than in heaven. So let, let's let's do some application. Let's talk about what Jesus just told us. 
important question for us this morning. So what are you investing in? See, I have a financial background. I can, I can do this. Investment. Think about the return you're getting on your investment. You invest time into this world. What's the return going to be? Here is what Jesus' argument is for us of why we should not be investing in earthly treasures. Number one, and please just let this settle into our hearts every single day. It is illogical and it is empty. Investing in this world with its things and its money and its time and its wealth and its possessions is illogical. It's empty. The rate of return is zero. No thing coming back to you at all. That's what he said there in verse 19. It's all being destroyed. It's all falling apart. It isn't what you thought it was. It all falls apart. It all slows down. It all breaks down. It all loses worth. Number two. This is your decision. This is your decision. Your passions follow your choices. You choose. This is not by accident. Laying up treasures in heaven is not by accident. And friends, laying up treasures on earth is not by accident. You're choosing. Which do you choose? You choose either you want heavenly treasures and your passions will follow or you choose earthly treasure and your passions will follow. But to us, it is a choice. It is squarely put on us. We choose which one we ultimately want. And I want you to see that in this, Jesus is trying to encourage this right direction thinking when he gives us this picture in verses 22 and 23. If your eye is bad and you're just looking at the world and you're looking at the stuff and you're looking at things, it's going to mess your life up. Did you see that? I kind of skipped it. Here, let's read it. Verse 23. But if your eye is unhealthy and your whole body will be full of darkness. Now watch this line. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Ooh. Don't let that line go by. The only thing coming through your eyes is the world and the earthly treasures and the darkness. How deep is that darkness? It's going to mess your life up. I just gave a shallow, depressed, unsatisfied, lacking contentment. It is a world that will not satisfy but leads you to heartache, emptiness, pain, suffering, Everything you don't want. How deep is that darkness? There is no bottom to it. Jesus is trying to keep us from that. He doesn't want that for us. He's telling us, don't invest in that earthly thing. Don't have an earthly treasure investment. It's just going to put you in the darkness. It's just going to put you in pain and misery and loss. Don't invest in that. Invest in the heavenly treasures. And then finally, he says in verse Verse 24, investing in this life is so important. If you think about what that's going to do to you, if you invest in this life, 
It is going to cause you to despise and not care about the only path that will lead you to true life, true joy, and true satisfaction. That's why this is so important to Jesus. What does it matter if we, you know, we'll try to invest in heaven and invest in earth too. Why does it matter? He's trying to save us from something here. He's trying to save us from ourselves. That what's going to happen as you treasure the things of this world is you are going to begin to hate and care less and less about the only thing that can rescue you and fix your life and change your path and give you what you're looking for. You're going to despise it. And someone's going to come up to you and go, here's what you need to do to fix your life. You need to just get right with God and change your ways and invest in heavenly treasure. You know what you're going to say? Nah, I've tried that. Nah. Jesus is telling it to us right here. Please let the truth at the end of verse 24 be real to you. You cannot serve God and this world. You cannot. We're all trying. You can't. You will love one and not care about the other. And so my question is to think about your passions. Where are you investing? Where is your time? Where is your effort? Now, as we wrap up, let me give one caveat that I want to give. Please do not do this. Please do not say, all right, today I'm going to invest in in, in heavenly treasure. and I'm going to read my Bible. And tomorrow you wake up and go, I still don't desire this. So he's totally wrong. It takes time for the heart to follow. It takes time for you to build that passion behind what you put your time, money, and effort into. You do not one time do something and go, I am a diehard fan. No, it doesn't work like that. And so often what we do is we give God about five minutes. All right, God, I'm going to try for five minutes here. Let me see. Oh, no, not, not, no, it's no good. Okay. Back to what I was doing. Do not do that. You must be consistent. You must be consistent in seeking heavenly treasure. And if you will consistently do it, I promise you God's word is true. Your heart will follow. It will. My life's an example. I already gave you three examples in my life of things I used to treasure that I no longer treasure. And it's because they were interferences to the treasures of the things of God. You want another hour? I could give you some more, but I think that was good. Three. It's true. Now I'm passionate for this, and that didn't happen by accident. Oh, well, you're a preacher. No, it's not because I'm a preacher. Because guess what I get to spend my time in? That's why I'm passionate. You can be too. You can be too. But you got to put it in the heavenly things. Give it your time. Give it your effort. Give it all you have. Your heart will follow. And then you will have what the scripture says. You will have treasure in heaven. The only thing that is an actual return on your investment. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father. Oh, Lord, how we so mess this up in our lives. God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. For how often we invest in these earthly treasures. 
God, forgive us for how often we focus on this world. We focus on the things of this world. We focus on our wealth. We focus on the cares of this world. We focus on everything in this world and do not give that time to you, God. Please forgive us. And Lord, I pray that you would establish these warnings in our hearts. That we would consider what we are passionate about. Help us to see where our passions are. Help us to understand where our desires rest. And Lord, please let that examination help us see if our treasure is truly on you. Or if our treasure is here. And Lord, I pray that you would generate a strength of devotion in us this very day. Strengthen our hearts and encourage our faith to choose you and to stop choosing the things of this world. Lord, help us to make today the day of that decision and of that change. And Lord, you know our hearts. You know we want to be with you. We sang songs this morning of how heaven holds all to us. Lord, may we live it. May we show it. May we speak it. And Lord, help us each day to do far better, far, far better in establishing our heavenly treasures with you and rejecting the choice of the earthly treasures that we find here. Lord, thank you for your son and thank you for your patience and continued mercy and long suffering for as often as we fail to choose you over and over again. Lord, we pray not only for that forgiveness, but make it real. Make it real to us today, this week, this month, and the rest of our lives that we will choose you above all else. In Jesus' name, amen. Going to sing an invitation song. We invite you to come to Jesus this morning. Turn away from sin. Turn away from the foolish investment of this world. It's not paying you what you want it to pay you. Do not lay up treasures for yourself on earth. Lay them up in heaven. Only through that will you find peace, rest, security, joy, satisfaction, everything that God wants you to have and everything you're looking for. He wants you to do that. Won't you come now while we stand and while we sing?